Greetings, this is Jean-Claude Matukpo and welcome to The Canadian in Me. Well, in the previous podcast, we talked about communities beyond confinement where Josh Brown shared with us his journey um, with uh, community engagement and community development. He talked to us about how he got involved with Adventures for Change and what his journey has been all about. Now, in the second segment of this podcast, we'll talk about uh, the issues and challenges that COVID-19 has imposed on um, his work uh, and uh, on how they are dealing with these issues and how they're continuing to engage with the youth regardless of the boundaries that have been established by COVID-19. Now, the reason why I've done this is because the previous uh, podcast was quite long, so we decided to cut it into two. So the first one talks about Josh Brown and his journey into community development, specifically his work with uh, Adventures for Change. Now, the second segment, which is going to be the part B, I will talk about uh, the challenges of COVID-19. I hope that you enjoy this. Cheers. How has COVID-19 basically disrupted everything that we just talked about right now? You know, because to be honest, <laughs> COVID-19 is like one of those things that are common, you know, boom, this is what you guys had. Now you have to yeah. find yeah. ways to, you know, uh, work around the whole pandemic. So yeah. I don't know if you're ready to dive into that segment as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, so- a, it's, a new, it's a new reality, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's... it's- I think everyone's still trying to figure out. It's been four weeks now, five weeks. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's um, been um, it's, it's been longer than that because for us, we um, where I work, uh, I think it was I don't know the second week of March, something like that, when right, they told yeah. us to start working from home. You know, so it's been yeah, a while. Beginning yeah. of March break, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Shoot. Yeah. So. Shoot. So how has that, you know, how has COVID-19 um, affected you as a member of this engaged community or as a youth? Uh, is Am I correct to say youth worker or community? How, how do you want me to define you? I know it's a... Uh... Man, yeah, titles are hard. Eh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Youth engagement something yeah okay so um, so let, let's say we'll as as a community youth development enthusiast or you know yes. how has that uh, impacted you yeah um yeah I, I was just i was just thinking about this earlier is is um COVID 19 came really at a really tough time for our our neighborhoods because you know our neighborhoods are very are very um outside orientated especially um oftentimes with big families and small homes mm-hmm. it's it, it's important to you know have that outside time that those outdoor places yeah um so our families have just spent the whole winter you know mostly indoors mm-hmm. um and then just as spring's coming to to kind of have this realization that hey, you know it's going to be another you know however long two months, three months, it's already been a month now, Yeah, you know, of, of not being able to have that kind of release at outdoor time. And on top of that, our, our, our moms and dads are, you know, they've got all their kids at home now yeah. uh, during the day without school. So it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's made things really tough. I feel for a lot of the families, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's hard. Like some of them, yeah, I get out for some walks some days, but most of the time, you know, it's 22, 23 hours 
inside yeah. every day yeah. um, with just each other, you know, maybe, maybe a trip to the store, but even then, you know, people try to send their neighbors to get their groceries because mm-hmm. they just don't want don't to contract anything. So with that being said, it's, it's been tough. It's mm-hmm. been tough, especially on, on kind of largely our, our mom population that does a lot of the, the childcare. Yeah. Um, some of our older teens that, you know, are now, being expected to step up in, in greater ways, mm-hmm. you know, for longer hours to take care of the younger siblings. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, hard. I can't imagine being a young kid during this time, you know, like not being able to go outside, enjoy the nice weather, uh, being stuck inside, you know, largely you've just got some sort of technology. Maybe nowadays you're doing an hour of school. Like I, I can't imagine it's it's easy for anyone really, man. Mm-hmm. Um, our youth are largely isolated, you know, hard to stay in contact with each other. Um, lots of Netflix, YouTube, video games. Yeah, it it just seems like um, a lot of the folks I've talked to, it seems like more of a let's just get through this and survive. Mm-hmm. It's it's so very hard to kind of thrive and grow in this time. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's maybe where um, Jeremy and, and Heather and others who are working um, with some of these organizations are trying to think what what can we possibly do to kind of not only make life easier but but to kind of bring some sort of purpose and, and meaning and opportunity for growth within yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's oh, yeah, uh... that was just a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, angst kind of just about how Corona's done us in, but yeah, I know. that's more the situation, more more or less. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, because um, like you said, it, it just kind of like dis- disrupted everything that we do. So, um, you know, when you mentioned some of these issues and struggles that uh, a lot of youth may be going through right now, um, yeah, I'm sure there is, there is even more. And, um, you know, I think we talked about uh, last week, even things that we might start to see in the next few weeks as well, you know, coming out in terms of, let's say, well, what's the impact of being isolated for too long and for um, being kind of like boxed in one area for such a long period of time, you know, what are some Mm -hmm. of the things or the issues that might start popping up uh, in terms of like mental health and stuff like that. So I guess that takes me to the next uh, question, which is um, now, while you've said, you know, there's some things that um, Adventures for Change is thinking about in terms of like what, how can we, um, how can we be helpful or cheerful to these um, people that we serve? Um, do you want to say, you know, do, do you want to share with us a few things that you've done in terms of, you know, um, I want to call them innovative ways uh, to keep these uh, young fellas engaged and um, just give us a few examples or if you have anything to share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, first of all, I think um, the first thing to notice is that we, I think we were just very caught off guard and um, slow, slow to react in a way, like um, just finding it hard to figure out the right ways of going about this. And I think this is, the same for many kind of community work groups. Mm-hmm. It's just been this kind of question of what do we do? How do we, how do we go about this? You know, schools very much have like a, a mission that they, you know, they have to get some sort of education out. Um, 
kind of like different different businesses, you know, try to focus on on their businesses and whatnot. But community development groups that kind of caught in this gap of a lot of our programming and even the relationships that we have are kind of halted mm. and they're hard to continue, you know, virtually they're, they're hard to do when no one's allowed outside, you know, yeah. uh, people's lives kind of reduce into how do I take care of my family? Yeah. How do I, how do I just focus on that and get us through? So there's less, less like community mindedness mm. maybe is what I say. So um, there's been a lot of, a lot of conversation regarding what, like, how do we, how do we engage? How do we approach this? So, um, yeah, some, some ideas kind of came up early on, um, that were fabulous. Um, a couple of the employees, you know, thought let's first and foremost, let's, you know, we got a bunch of people who are wanting to contribute some, you know, churches and some other community groups and the city are saying, Hey, how can we support the families that, that, you're engaged with and there's a lot of donations. So, Mm. you know, putting together some, some kind of um, support bags, you know, full of games and crafts and activities for kids and some, some snacks and some food. Mm. Um, That was a good kind of initial engagement. Um, And then, and then that kind of developed into, uh, there's some kind of innovative people um, talking to, talking to Jeremy and, and Heather, there saying, Hey, how do we, how do we start to realize and learn what the the needs of our families are? So um, they kind of uh, did some research, and U of T was doing had had, had done some done some um, developing of a of a kind of calling. Ah, that's not the right word. They they developed like um, a sort of questionnaire mm-hmm. that they're asking the families that they're involved with that are you know, that end up being a bit more on the, on the vulnerable side. Mm-hmm. So um, now we, we, you know, created a list of, of all the families that we're involved with and said, Hey, let's, let's make sure to give our families all a call and just kind of go walk through the different effects of um, COVID-19 outbreak and, and how that's affecting their family. And then the different kind of gaps that that creates mm-hmm. and see if there's some, some trends and see if there's some, some growing concerns between, you know, groups of families that, that we could maybe address. Um, those are, those are more kind of just yeah organizational big things. I think some of the, some of the really creative stuff has come on a smaller scale mm. uh, as, as it often does, you know, um, organizationally, you know, you have to focus on the whole. I think some of the stories that have come up um, are just incredible. Um, I got the privilege recently of, um, doing, uh, doing some, some soccer training, soccer drills, a little bit of working out with a group of our, our, um, you know, young, young teenagers. I don't know what I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a group of, you know, four to six to eight, mm-hmm. um, guys that all love soccer and really miss just being able to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had some communication, talked to some parents and said, Hey, let's, let's, you know, find some space in our basement. So sometimes they've moved boxes around and move, move things. So they have just a little corner mm-hmm. to play in and they'll get their, you know, their phones out and we can do a video, a live video call. Wow. Where, um, you know, I've, I've gone around and given, given these guys, you know, a ball and some cones to use. 
and we can do some soccer drills uh all well live videoing with each other so we, we can all see each other doing it and it's just this wonderful moment you know even if it's just an hour two or three times a week mm-hmm. when these guys just get to look forward to seeing their friends yeah uh, look forward to playing some soccer um you know we'll put out some some challenges for them to do where they can you know, win some prizes uh it's just like a really it's really weird to do because like you know i'll be in my basement just kicking a ball against the wall or or doing some drills and there's no one around and it, it, i'm i'm you know yelling into a phone some directions about <laughs> how to do it it's just so strange it's i never would have seen myself doing this in in a million years you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um I, th- I think that's so unique um we have uh one of the one of the girls that does some um program facilitation has has brought together some of the some of the the youth girls um, that are oftentimes, you know, doing things together and in community that largely haven't been able to see each other or talk too much. And she brought them together for, um, I think it must have been a Zoom call. Oh, I think wow. everyone's, using, everyone's using Zoom these days. Yeah. Should, should have invested in the Zoom stocks then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good, actually. I, th- I think it's free of charge, so you guys should talk into doing that <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think they, they hopped on a big Zoom call, and so that – like I, I talked to her there recently. She said it's such a good energy. The girls are just so happy to see each other, just to talk. And they've they've got plans to do some like virtual paint nights and virtual game nights. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's so cool. Um, the actually tonight, yeah, tonight Sunday. Um, tonight we're gathering some of our boys and doing a uh, kind of like trivia slash um, games night through one of the uh, like online game websites okay. that's all new to me I'm, I'm learning how to do all this and yeah. i've got to learn how to connect it to zoom and everything but um you know like th- these are these are the things that um are going to create memories create positive memories when we look back on this time mm-hmm. you know how do we how do we keep encouraging um relationship development how do we keep saying don't don't be okay just being isolated um, you know, come out of your, come out of your shell, um, come engage community, be present, um, grow the relationships and let's do it in a fun way. And, um, I think that's so incredibly important so that when we look back on this time, it's not just, uh, uh, for our youth, especially, you know, not just a depressing time where, you know, they didn't get to see their friends and they you know, were stuck inside with their, with their siblings and everything was all, all uh, tough and frustrating, but how do we create some really positive memories um, where, where you know you can laugh and have your have your barriers down and just enjoy the presence of of your friends mm-hmm. and, and the different people in your community? So th- those are the different thoughts. Um, how do we? Yeah, how do we go about creating those memories? Wow. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do some trial and error, and I think this is what everyone has been or should be, you know, engaged in is just go and try something. Yeah. Um, just go and just go and do it, you know? And if it, if it doesn't work, you, you revamp and you, you change things up. That's life. You, you, know? You go again, yeah. You know, um, I think everyone's just waiting for someone to do something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just where we, we just got to try things, just sort things out and, and give her a go. So that's what that's what we're trying to do here a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I think, yeah, we're just trying to uh, obviously when there's when there's 
you know, direct fires to put out when there's when there's essential needs. Um, we try very much to be um, an open, open embrace to you know take take care of those and to support families through those. Yeah. Um, so I should I should, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. That's that's definitely more like primary response. You know, um, mm. that direct relief, and then we try to think beyond that to uh, to kind of more community minded stuff. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I Absolutely. Hope that... It does, man. Like, um, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm glad that in moments like this, you know, there are organizations or just individuals who are, uh, thinking about these things, you know, and, um, what, what I like about, um, you know, what you shared right now is like that concept of initiative, right? Cause I think that's key during these times because we don't really have, a lot of directions from, let's say, authorities in terms of, well, apart from, well, stay inside and maintain social distancing, these are great things. But yeah, yeah. there are also so many other variables that come in between, right? And it's up to uh, people, let's say, like myself or yourself to uh, figure out, well, as we wait for this COVID-19 situation to, hopefully, I'm praying, to disappear <laughs> um yeah, what do we do in between right and uh you said well i like the fact that you came up with this idea of well what about we you know our kids love soccer how mm -hmm. can we use the tools that we have um however small to have something you know to still give them that uh, chance to exercise but also to build community through that i think that's uh, i think that's key and um to, to young people, honestly, I, I think that also shows them that while every problem or every challenge has, you know, has a solution somehow, but it's up to us to find that solution somehow. And that might take, you know, collective effort um, and it might just take initiative. And um, I think what you just said right now reflects that. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. There's, a, there's this kind of, sense that you know we could just wait it out and and just get through it or we can or we can make something of it you know we can we can take control we can step outside our comfort zones and and try to really um really do something that that matters uh -huh. you know um we it's almost like this sense of i i feel it a bit in myself you know i'll i'll wake up and i, I kind of just have this kind of sense of responsibility towards those that I'm around, you know, especially these, these, these guys that I've built relationships through just playing soccer and being involved in their schools and being involved in some of the youth programs. I kind of just feel a bit responsible for making sure they're, you know, they're engaged and, and exercising and, and still being with each other. Um, so I just wonder, you know, uh, for different people, like who do you feel responsible for and who do you kind of have a sense of commitment to? And, and how are you just going to, yeah, take a little bit of a, a step in the direction of, of growth and thriving, not just surviving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the and I think that's um, important right now, right? Like just knowing that, well, yeah, a lot of things have been disrupted, but, you know, we, we still have growth to do, right? We still have, you know, relationships to build. So I think that's, um, yeah, that's a very good mm -hmm. approach to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Um, that's the way. That's the way forward. I think um, you know. You know what else? I was just noticing 
is um, we didn't we didn't get to mention too too much just like the the small random acts of of kindness mm-hmm. that have popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've seen a bunch where you're you are, and I'm, and there's tons all over the internet and whatnot. Um, but man, like your your neighborhood that you grew up in and the neighborhood here that I'm in, which are like really close to each other. There's just some, some people um, that just truly just understand they, they get it, you know, they get what is required during the time. And I think it's just so important that like uh, we, we are inspired by people like this and we can, you know, follow in their tracks just a little bit. There's a, um, there's a teacher in one of the local schools here that she, she teaches a class that is, um, for kids that struggle with English, oftentimes um, refugee families, you know, mm-hmm. and she she's called all of her all of her families, and she just realized that there's there's quite a few of them who are, are struggling quite quite heavily, and she's bugging bugging the authorities to really take a step forward and to you know step in and and help solve some of these problems, mm-hmm. but they're not really they're not really in the spot to do that, so she's like single handedly going out and like shopping and delivering food and making sure the ki- her kids and her kids' siblings and her kids, you know, moms and dads are, are taken care of and, and not just overly stressed and overly burdened. Um, and I thought, man, that, that, that is insane. You know, like That's a powerful. teacher, yeah. a teacher has the responsibility right now to, you know, teach for an hour or two and do some prep, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know, some just, they get it. They, they get this kind of, it's, it, these are my kids. They, they take responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. for what's theirs. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm going to make sure that they're okay. And they're, they're doing all right. Um, I thought that was wonderful. Um, and then, you know, we see some of like one of the moms who has like four kids of her own and she's still working full time, but I see her out delivering, you know, some goodies and some birthday presents to a kid that birthday their birthday party got canceled because of oh, man. Uh, COVID stuff. And, you know, she's just, just again, taking responsibility, taking, taking that step, you know, mm-hmm. that just makes someone's day that creates a positive memory. Um, I think that just goes so much further than we, we could have, we could have thought. Um, my, my roommate um, has, has been tutoring math. Just like, like casually, very casually. Wow. But you know, this is just like, just a really like, you know, That's gentle spirited guy that, that is not any sort of you know mathematician. But he's he's googling some of the answers and and looking at ways to explain it to some of our younger, our um, you know our younger youth. And it's just man, it's powerful. It's yeah. powerful. It is, you know. And it's just good to it's just good to mention these things because they just keep pushing this this kind of narrative of, of you know hope is still there. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is still, there is still positivity and and joy um, in the midst of this kind of really sorrowful time. Yeah. You know, and and I think again, that's, um, that's what makes communities what they are, right? It's, it's those acts that may seem small or mundane, but they actually very powerful when you look at how much they can impact those people that are receiving those, let's say, services, for instance, the kid who's receiving that math tutoring, just knowing that there is somebody who is willing to spend that little time with them virtually. Um, you know, the lady who's delivering foods or goodies to, to her students' families, you know, this is, this is amazing. And I think it even gives us hope because 
you know, when you look at the media, let's say, uh, you look at the news and stuff, there is, you know, we, we tend to be bombarded by sometimes, you know, I'll say often, you know, negative, you know, narrative here and there. Uh, but seeing, you know, what individuals are doing in their communities or how they're contributing sometimes, it, it brings back that um, po- positive attitude towards our own communities. You know, because um, if you spend... Uh, 95% of your time seeing, uh, reading on how X is doing Y and it's bad and it's, you know, it really takes away that, you know, feeling of belonging. But then it's always beautiful to see people who are doing smaller, beautiful things. And it's amazing how that even, it's, it rejuvenates that love for your community again. And uh, honestly, when I hear something like that, I, I feel like, you know, I love my community even more, you know, because there are people who care. There are people who understand, like you said, you know, uh, that teacher understands um, the situation of her students and her families. And I think, again, that's beautiful. And um, these are the same stories that we need. Stories like these are the ones that we need uh, to build that sentiment of uh, that positive um, attitude towards our communities. And uh, thanks for sharing that as well. <laughs> yeah. Just relationships, right? So yeah. maintaining and contributing to the relationships we have, like that's all we've got. That's all we've got, you know? Absolutely. None of the other stuff matters if, if the relationships aren't there. So yeah. it's just, I think those, those kind of stories of those continuing relationships, those, those, those ones that are still able to grow amidst the, the chaos. I think those are, those are fabulous. Those, those keep us going. You know? It's amazing. Anyways, uh, Josh, thank you so much. You know, I think we, you know, as you know, we can talk, um, for days, you know, especially when you, when you go back to, um, the communities that we're talking about, for instance, just for, for, uh, context. Uh, so I personally come from Waterloo, um, mm-hmm. and, um, the communities that we were talking about are, we're talking about Albert and McCormick and I think high, uh, there is high streets. There is also Sunny, yeah. Sunnydale community, right? Yeah, um, yeah, those are beautiful communities. When you go there, you you will, you will see, or you will, you will experience what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm really hoping that uh, uh, in the summer, you know, before the end of this, I I hope that you know we'll have better uh, results in terms of you know COVID 19s eradication mm-hmm. at some point before the end of the summer, because it will be amazing to see um, these kids convene again. Um, mm-hmm. but also participate in some of your programs. Cause I, I know it's basically, it's kind of ruined your programming, but, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah. hoping that we'll, kids will have the opportunity to, you know, to gather again before the end yes. of the summer, hopefully. Um, yeah, we hope so. It'd be great to have a, a big yeah. celebration of sorts, you know? Yeah. Um, might I, might I just add one more thing? Please. Yeah. Um, I think like, can't go I can't go without saying that um, that the communities that that we're part of you know they 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 are on the margins and in in times like these even in a crisis um, you know there's there's conversation going around that you know um, the covid nineteen is the great equalizer it's the great um, kind of bottom line where everyone everyone has the same struggle you know everyone stuck inside doing, doing whatever. I think it is important to notice that, that those on the margins, 
become more marginalized and those who are vulnerable become more vulnerable um even in the midst of of crisis um so like there there is this kind of we do we do just need to keep an eye on on those people in our communities you know like that that goes all the way to you know our our, our homeless neighbors and our and our our friends that that struggle with you know disability or or getting around like our our, our uh, older older people in our communities we um and it's just we I, I don't know what exactly I'm I'm trying to say and you're free to do with this whatever it. you yeah. want but but I think um we we want to very much always paint a beautiful picture of our communities that that we're in mm-hmm. but we also do need to recognize that that there is there is this kind of struggle you know yeah the struggle of of being overlooked and um and again do with this what you want we can um canada or whatever but um like our our schools man our schools have given you know um laptops and and lessons out to the kids you know mm-hmm. but sometimes there's one mom for eight or nine kids and her ability to stay on top of all that and to get the kids to in school is so hard or maybe there's like internet issues you know or maybe there's different stuff and you know the the issues that our families run into are so much greater than the issues you know that families who come out of a bit more you know um privilege end up not having to think about so much and mm-hmm. that that also just kind of you know it just it tugs your heartstrings and, and it, it it makes you really think about where our contribution is is necessary in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just I just want to make sure we didn't... we touch that. Yeah, thank well, you. I think I think we did touch on it at, at different points. Yeah, but, uh, I yeah. wanted to make sure that's that's there somewhere. Um, just just so you know at least. Just so just I yeah. know you know. Yeah. I think yeah, you have highlighted it quite well. And um, so how how do we how do we learn more about uh, adventures for change and how can people get involved in it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're, we encourage anyone to kind of check out our website, adventureforchange.org, um, adventure for number, the number four, uh, change.org. Um, and then also like if you're in the Waterloo region, um, well, I guess maybe not during COVID-19 stuff, <laughs> but, um, we have an office space, um, a community hub, a neighborhood hub that, um, we kind of direct our operations out of, um, that we're always happy for people to stop by and, and come chat with us and engage us. Um, there, there are some opportunities amidst this kind of um, this crisis where we're trying to still engage our, our families and, and we're, we're happy to have people come alongside us and think with us and act with us um, during those things. So there's, there's a contact us and a page on the website as well that we're, we're always happy to, to talk with people about, about how they can become involved and contribute and, um, participate in the ways that you know play to their strengths so 100 um, percent. that's that's the best way that's the best way um <laughs> i would normally tell people to give me a ring but maybe that's not the best thing to do on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast so um, yeah it's all right man you know what uh, i think we'll have more conversations like this you know i'm just glad that you know this i think gave us an opportunity to just share some of those stories and um uh, again, I look forward to more having more discussions uh, like these, and um, uh, hopefully next time we speak uh, is going to be um, 
how we conquered COVID-19, you know, something like yes. that. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, how we got through and, and how we're how we're moving forward Absolutely. in the midst of the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. But, but thank you so much for yeah. uh, for sharing with us. Um, like I said, you know, there are so many stories that, you know, I'm sure you can um, you, you, you can tell us. Uh, but, you know, for for today, I think we, we're going to leave our guests with that small piece. Uh, but uh, yeah, believe man. me, when you come back next time, we'll have more stuff to share. Josh, thank you so a, much. A pleasure. Yeah. A pleasure as always, man. You're a, you're a delight. You're an inspiration, dude. Thank you so much. You know, it's, it's, it's reciprocal, my friend. Like you, uh, I, like I said, you know, I, uh, for the short, um, time that I, you know, I spent in Waterloo when you were there, I think, um, you know, I could really see, you know, the joy that you bring to our community. And, uh, I just want you to know that, you know, you are appreciated and loved by so many. So thank you so much as well. Right. It means a lot, man. It means yeah. a lot. Alrighty. 